And so I, I don't mean to pry, but I'd like to ask you a little bit more about um, you as a couple and your 45 years together. Where did you grow up and how did you meet each other? Well, we met at high school, Malkavad mm-hmm. High School. We'd grown up in the same area. Um, I, I grew up in Kingaroy. I came to Brisbane when I was eight. And um, even though Cherbourg wasn't far from Kingaroy, this was the 50s and Aboriginal people weren't allowed into Kingaroy. That was Joe country. and um, So I didn't really meet an Aboriginal person until I came to Brisbane. And we settled at Mount Cravat and uh, Sam's family were living at Mount Cravat. And I just happened to see him one day at high school and that was it. Oh. Fell in love and we've been together ever since. That's wonderful. And how was it growing up in Mount Gravatt? How was it for you, Sam, in in that period where um, you fell in love with a woman who came from a town that where Aboriginal people weren't even... It didn't happen immediately because back in those days, us young blokes were more interested in... uh, in street gangs and fights and rugby league. So Catherine, Catherine indicated right back in, in year eight, she tried to uh, open a conversation all this sort of gear, but didn't have time for girls back in those days. So went through year nine and year 10 and then it wasn't until we were both in the same, same class in year 11 that uh, I sort of gra- gra- graduated from the rugby league field to noticing that uh, there were different things about girls, <laughs> interesting <laughs> things that... Uh, and we um, we sort of started spending time together, and from there it was uh, it was unusual because I was the only Aboriginal kid. There were very few Aboriginal kids in the uh, in the school, and most of our mob, because um, it was funny, it's, it's a battler's school, Magabat um, High, is a new school, and there's many kids out of the house commission areas, um, and fibro the fibro houses and the dunnies in the backyard. Those sort of things, and uh, and um, we um, most of our mob dropped out at year ten and went off into the workforce. And there was this is back in the sixties. There's massive amount of work out there, you know. So even coming through school in the uh, in you know seven, seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, I as soon as school holidays came up, I just have to go with mates out to the meat works out at uh, out at uh, the river. You know, Borthwick's or K.R. Darling Downs, these sorts of places, and you'd always get a job, you know, for uh, for for the school holidays. So you'd be uh, doing working on the on the mutton lines or the with the, with the pigs and everything, and you get pretty good money, uh, pretty dirty work, but uh, there was so much work around uh, that, like I said, there's no great there's no great set for our kids, watery mates from around the streets, who was never going to go on to uni and become brain surgeons. Uh, they were happy to leave at year 10, uh, which was they were legally able to do, and uh, go and get a job, and they get a job straight away. Um, but uh, our extended family always saw me as going from uh, high school into university and getting a law degree, because back in the 60s, when the, the movement, 50s and 60s, when the movement was just starting to, to come together, uh, our, mob, our elders really felt, sharply felt, the fact that uh, whenever they needed particular skills, they had to go to white fellas. You know, they if you need a lawyer, had to go see a white lawyer. If you need a doctor, uh, architect, whatever, had to go and see a white fellas. So they said. Uh, and after looking at the way in which these uh, block 
plans worked in the uh, for African American communities in the states, where back in the forties and fifties and sixties, complete blocks of, uh, of family networks would come together and uh, pool resources in order to um, put one one child or two ch- children through to the upper schools and onto colleges, universities. So, out of that uh, came this whole new wave of, uh, of black professionals coming through in the later 60s and early 70s. So looking at things like that, uh, it was decided back in the 1960s that those kids that could um, should go into the, into the upper schools and from there into universities and colleges. So I didn't, I didn't have any choice in the matter. So I went into year 11 and that's, that's when Kat and I first uh, started to notice each other and from there it was, uh, you know, and... and the 60s were very exciting times because, uh, um, you know, what, 6061, JFK was uh, was elected. His great speeches, uh, his, his meetings with uh, people like Martin Luther King. You had Martin Luther King, you had uh, Malcolm X, you had the Panthers. A lot of material coming through from the States. And uh, and my family and, and uncles and aunties were all very, very much involved with the, the political movements. Uh, Aunty Kath Walker head up the uh, the national referendum campaign. So, as as a kid growing up, I was always going to meetings, being dragged along the meetings. Uh, even when I was playing tennis down the valley uh, on a weekend, I'd go past the um, the uh, that little pie shaped park centenary place in the valley where the soapbox speakers were, and uh, and the Communist Party was always always had. A speaker there talking about the white Australia policy. So, and back at school, of course, uh, we, we were very fortunate because Macbeth High had some great teachers, and uh, teachers gave us um, us year ten and year eleven students the opportunity to speak on the uh, on the Marine, the PA system at the lunchtime parade on on the big topics of the day. So we spoke about Vietnam, we spoke about the white Australia policy, and uh, and these sorts of things, and uh, and teachers. Really support us, so, and uh, we'd we wag school to, to you know in, in year eleven and year twelve to go into town and uh, take take part in the, the Vietnam moratoriums, these sorts of things. So, and that was the the age when uh, had all these movements, so you know splinter splinter movements starting up the SID students in dissent and uh, these sorts of things where students would actively challenge. Uh, the status quo, uh, because we had really um, fascist governments in place, um, and uh, Jay Bajalki Peterson, these sorts of people, uh, corrupt and rotten coppers, you know. So, uh, so we, and being in the House Commission suburbs, we we felt the the thick edge of that. So, grew up in that very political background. Uh, so, and Catherine and I sort of, uh, there was a small group of students who. Uh, had the same sort of politics as us, um, and we took on those those big issues, and that sort of prepared us for the uh, move into uni in nineteen seventy. Um, growing up, I knew I was never taught anything about Aboriginal history or culture, and I really knew nothing. I knew much more about what was happening in the states, the civil rights movement, and so on. But I learned most of what I know, of what I know about Aboriginal history and culture from Sam's family. Because when I started going out with Sam, and I you know, went to parties and barbecues and that at uh, his relatives' houses, 
they were just so welcoming and made me part of the family. And that's, I listened to them, to his uncles mm. and aunties. And that's when I began to learn what the true history and culture of this country was all about. So you're very um, fortunate that you had teachers that allowed you to have that political expression in that high school. Do you think it's because of the economic um, real situation of that um, neighbourhood or what do you think made Mount Rat? Oh, that was great teachers. There was one particular teacher, Mr Hickey, and he really encouraged us to... Uh, to know what was going on in, in the news, um, to debate issues. He was, he was really tremendous. He really encouraged us and, and gave us lots of freedom to uh, find out about things. And yeah, He was excellent. And Sam, were you, uh, were you born in Brisbane? Did you grow up here before high school? Um, yeah. What's your country? You yeah, I'm born and raised in Brisbane. Um, my mob come from um, through my... Maternal uh, grandparents. Um, our mob, the um, traditional owners, custodians of the country from down around the border ranges right the way through to take in Brisbane, Morton Bay, and uh, up the Sunshine Coast. On the paternal side, father's side, uh, our country is central Queensland, the, the Bowen Basin. And then I was also traditionally adopted Aboriginal way into the Cockadoon mob around Mount Isa and the Wick people up in the Cape. So I've got family, we've got family right the way through the Greater Brisbane area, um, Sherberg, Warabimba, Townsville, Ken, uh, Palm Island, Big Island, Palm Island, Cape, Cape York and out, out around Mount Isa. But, yeah, um, mainly, you know, like I said, mainly lived and uh, worked here in Brisbane. And uh, never, no, never, you know, I was never right the way through the... Uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s. I was never that sort of uh, interested in the native title stuff. It wasn't until Mabo decision in '92 that uh, I really started to think about um, where the mob came from. Because so, when I was a kid, I used to sell newspapers, the um, the Telegraph, the afternoon Brisbane newspaper. As a primary school kid, I'd get jump on the tram, get the tram into the city, pick up the papers at the Treasury, and then walk across the bridge and I'd sell a couple hundred telegraphs because all my mob were over there in the where the performing arts precinct is now. There used to be the uh, the Palace Hotel, Adelaide Hotel and uh, Manhattan Hotel. That's where QPAC is now. Uh, then the uh, the coppers were uh, used to drink at the, uh, the Plough Inn because they used to run the, the prostitution rings around South Brisbane and... Uh, Italy, the business girls would come in uh, with the uh, with the cobbler's chair of an afternoon. So every time we'd write, I'd always get a tip from the business girls, ladies, and the uh, and the cobblers. And then also the uh, the dry dock was was working as well. And uh, a lot of our mob worked on that. Uh, so when they came off the end of their shift, I'd all I'd be like, never any tr- trouble getting uh, getting rid of the papers. Then I go down and check uh, on all my mob down in uh, Kurilpa Point. There used to be a, a lone uh, lemon, tree. lemon tree there, and uh, that's all our mob used to drink. And uh, and the uncles and aunties would sit me down and just tell me my true history, you know, and trace my family back and uh, tell me all the stories and all the arts. And 
anyway, at the time I'd, I'd go up to um, Musgrave and sell a little mob there, and then I'd go to uh, the Gabba, the Gabba uh, Police Boys Club in Ipswich Trade, where I did my boxing classes. So, so I had a pretty pretty full life, but learned a huge amount from from those old uncles and aunties because they uh, travelled uh, enormous distances, you know, in their, in their lives. They just, uh, you know, they just jump onto a on a twenty two wheeler and zump, you know, get up, wake up in Melbourne next day and uh, just get around and you know, see the world. So they are uh, amazing people, and, uh, and uh, they, I mean, I'll, everything I know, I'll probably learn about five percent in Whitefall classrooms and about ninety five percent from them old people. Yeah. And you have a huge extended network and family, it seems, that um, welcomed Kathy in and taught you what you know and and also had um, designated you as a person oh, who would be going on to... Cats both ways because mm-hmm. Catherine's well, we've also got a pretty impressive sort of family background. Um, see, our son's a, a poet and uh, he, because uh, Catherine's well, come from Ireland, Scotland and Germany. Hey, so young Sam did a tour of Germany and uh, Catherine's grandfather... <coughs> actually came from this place up in the Baltic coast uh, called Kiel. And uh, when young Sam went up there for doing one of his poetry gigs at this writers' festival up there, uh, the local media interviewed him. And when he said, oh, my, my great-grandfather actually comes from from here, and he came across uh, back in the you know, early, early part of the, uh, the 1900s, well, the media made a huge thing about that. You know, Kiel, Kiel's son returns home. So, so there's that connection as well, uh, and it's just been very interesting tracing the uh, the, the family tree. When our, as our children were growing up, uh, I mean, I I saw myself as the mother and grandmother of married children, and I thought it was really important that they they knew their family, their mm. their culture. But Sam was always saying, you know, you have grandparents that have come from Europe and mm. it's important you know uh, know about them as well and where they came from and so it's always been mm. both cultures were important mm. yeah. well we all we all come from somewhere don't we well we all go back to <laughs> earth-based mm. cultures because mm. our daughter is now a lawyer working in Sydney uh, she's doing this uh, year 12 assignment and um uh, I started talking to her about the uh, the legends from the the Murray side about the great warriors like the Red Kangaroo of Northern New South Wales and uh, the great stories that every every single average person on the East Coast of Australia knows about. But also, I told her about the uh, the great legends of Beowulf of the the Aryan peoples of the uh, of the Scandinavian countries. the The parallels were were, you know, were certainly Quite evident the, uh, the the close relationship between the Aryan peoples and the, and the forest, the natural the natural world, the uh, the legends of the forest, the, uh, the the supernatural elements, the uh, and the way in which uh, that hunt um, the, the the great the great uh, the great bulls, the great pigs, and that, that that was part of your transition from boyhood to manhood was when you actually killed uh, killed in the hunt, and that's very very true for Aboriginal young Aboriginal men as well that uh, had run down a red kangaroo, etc. So 
the various tests of manhood, uh, the various initiation ceremonies. So there's an enormous number of parallels there. 